Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nice Talks. I'm James Baker, a member of NICE's media relations team, and your host. In this episode, we'll be speaking about NICE's recently published patient decision aid on asthma inhalers and climate change. The decision aid has been developed by NICE, together with charities, patients, and other groups, to ensure people have their asthma under the best control possible and have a treatment plan which suits them. Some types of inhaler have a bigger carbon footprint than others, so the decision aid encourages people to find out about the environmental impact of their current treatment at their next routine asthma appointment. I'll be speaking to an asthma patient and clinical experts to find out more about how people can benefit from using the decision aid. My first guest is Sheba Joseph, an asthma patient who worked on the decision aid. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you became involved? I'm a secondary school English teacher, now retired. Um, I have worked on different NICE guidance committees in the past. And um, when I realised that there is uh, guidance being developed on the diagnosis, monitoring and management of chronic asthma, I applied to be a part of it because I felt I had a good understanding and personal knowledge about the condition through my own illness, as well as that of family members and people I support. Um, I was formally diagnosed with asthma quite late in life, and I would say that to a greater extent that was my own fault for not bringing my symptoms to the notice of my GP. Uh, while I'd always enjoyed reasonable exercise, I began to notice that I would get out of breath quite easily, especially when walking uphill or even at times going upstairs. Uh, this lack of puff, as I saw it, was not severe enough for me to be concerned, and I rather naively assumed that I simply had less lung capacity compared to others. I also started to get hay fever, which I now realise can be a symptom of asthma. It was finally a persistent cough, and I've never been a smoker, and a nighttime wheeze that led me to see my GP and to the diagnosis being made. It could easily have been missed if I had not gone to see my GP. What was the starting point for the patient decision aid? The starting point was looking at what information patients should have in order to consider changing to an alternative inhaler. The aid itself is very clear that patients should not take any decision without consulting their doctor, which is something I felt strongly about. Um, once the draft was developed and looked over by the committee, it was then reviewed by stakeholders. A few further suggestions were then made by the stakeholders, considered again by the project group, and then it was finally that the aid was published. I felt very much a part of the whole project and felt my input was valued. Thank you. My next two guests are Dr. Hitasha Rapani and Jonathan Underhill. Can I start by asking you both to introduce yourselves? Okay, so hi, my name is um, Hitash Rupani. I'm a consultant uh, respiratory physician and I work in Southampton um, and I work mainly in the area of, of, of asthma and severe asthma and, and I also chair the um, specialist advisory group uh, for asthma within the British Thoracic Society, um, which is how I got involved in this piece of work. Yeah, hi James. Um, my name's Jonathan Underhill. I'm a pharmacist by background and I work in the medicines team at NICE. Dr Rapani, can you tell us what you see as being the purpose of the decision aid? 
decision-aids are there to support shared decision-making. And this is how we can sort of provide our patients with the information that they will need to help them to sort of be part of the decision that we make about their care. And I think that's the purpose of this um, decision aid. And I guess if I think about why did we, why did I get involved and why am I key share with my patients? I think we are now becoming increasingly aware of the environmental impact of, of all treatments, not just inhalers. I mean, there was stuff in the news about surgical procedures trying to go net zero. So it's, it's, it's in the news. People are talking about it. People are becoming more aware. And we know that in respiratory medicine, um, inhalers do have a significant um, sort of carbon footprint and an environmental impact. And patients are starting to want to do more. They're hearing about it in the news. They're seeing it in places. They want to. They want to say. They want to try and understand what they can do to reduce their carbon footprint. And I think that's the purpose of this decision aid. It's there to help those patients make those decisions if they feel that they would like to reduce their carbon footprint, but also actually to give them the information to say, yeah, if you wanted to try this, this is what you might be able to do, and these might be how you could. These are the questions you could ask your healthcare professional that you see about your asthma. Um, and we know from, from data, and I know from my own personal experience, that if patients are given the choice and they are given the information, overall, they do care about the environmental impact of their treatments, and they do want to try and make a change for the better. And I think that's the purpose of this decision aid. Jonathan, can you tell us a bit more about the different groups who work with NICE to produce this decision aid? We reached out to the British Thoracic Society and to sign the uh, Scottish Intercollegiate Guideline Network, who have produced excellent guidelines on asthma over the years. Um, And we also reached out to people within the NHS England um, Environmental Sustainability Team, the Greener NHS Team, um, as well as some of the uh, so some of the charity patient groups who are involved in the in the support of people with asthma, so such as Asthma and Lung UK. Jonathan, how important is it for asthma patients to have the right inhaler which meets their treatment needs? If you haven't got the right inhaler for you for your circumstances, the chances are you're not going to use that inhaler properly. You might not use it at all. And actually, the environmental impact of a, a, an inhaler being chosen wrongly or inappropriately is far greater than any sort of additional environmental in, impact from a, a metered dose inhaler which can tail, contain the propellants that we're worried about in terms of the environmental impact as opposed to a dry powder inhaler. If that dry powder inhaler isn't going to be used by you, then it's going to be waste, wasted and that's going to add to the environmental impact. Not only that, but your asthma is probably not going to be as well controlled and that will have an environmental impact as well because you'll have to go and see your doctor more often or your, or your pharmacist more often. So the important thing, and we're stressing this within the patient decision aid, is it's about finding the right inhaler for you. And as part of that, what, what might be important to you is the environmental impact or the additional environmental impact from a metered dose inhaler to a dry powder inhaler but the most important thing is that you get the inhaler choice right for you. Dr. Apani, what are some of the advantages to having well-controlled asthma, which are explained in the decision aid? Well-controlled asthma has the lowest carbon footprint. So whatever it is that we can help our patients do to try and achieve good control of their asthma, and it does come down to more than just inhaler choice, it does come down to us educating them about good adherence, about inhaler technique, about all of those other things that are important to try and improve asthma control, but the inhaler choice is also part of that. And actually, if, if we can improve someone's adherence to their, to their treatment, they'll have fewer asthma attacks. So that will, have a, that will then overall have a lower sort of carbon footprint for them. They'll need fewer um, 
sort of sub-beautiful inhalers, and the bulk of the sub-beautiful inhalers in the UK are, are MDIs. So if they're using fewer MDIs, that'll have a lower sort of carbon footprint as well. So there's lots of different ways to reduce people's carbon footprint, but the main thing is, is, is good asthma control. And if your asthma control is good overall, that patient has the lowest carbon footprint. Jonathan, one of the things the decision aid makes clear is that asthma patients should not stop using their inhalers or book to see a GP or pharmacist other than for their routine asthma appointments. As we're very conscious of the pressures on primary care in particular at the moment. And the last thing we want is either people stopping their inhalers when, without having that conversation with their, with their clinician and also not making an appointment just because of this. Do it at your next routine asthma review and then have that conversation. Use this decision there to facilitate that conversation between you as a, as a patient perhaps or you as a clinician and anyone who comes to see you. What are the challenges around ensuring sustainability is considered as part of healthcare services and guidance? I think for organisations like NICE, one of the things that we're going to build into our routine um, health technology assessment process and guideline assessment process is to look at measuring the potential environmental impact on the recommendations we make or the medicines that we recommend. And as part, and I know there's lots of work being done at NHS England and other, and, else, and elsewhere within the, the Greener NHS team, looking at how we can measure the carbon footprint of different interventions that are available. And that's something that needs to be taken into account when we're making recommendations to the service about what the what the treatment options are. So I don't think we're there yet as as this being a routinely done for every assessment, but I suspect in in the in the future. That will be as in, as an important um, consideration as, as as other things such as effectiveness or, or safety. And finally, a question for you both: What are the key things you hope people will take away from this patient decision aid? First of all, please don't stop your inhaler without speaking to somebody about that, um, and do that as your next routine appointment please don't make an appointment with your, with your GP or your pharmacist to, to do this now there's no pressing need to do this now if your asthma is controlled and, and all the rest of it um, and I think the other thing to say lastly is this is about choice and person-centred choice what this decision aid will do it's a tool that can help facilitate those conversations between the clinician and the person so that you can make the right choice for you at this point in time that's what I would say Good, well-controlled asthma has the lowest carbon footprint. And so we need to be able to help our patients achieve good asthma control. And, and inhaler choice is one element of that. There's other elements that are just as important. And my final question is for Sheba. What are the challenges you've experienced as a result of your asthma diagnosis? And how do you hope this decision aid will help people? I was actually very relieved when I was diagnosed with asthma because there were things I found I was finding difficult to do. Um, people would comment if I was on the phone and I walked upstairs uh, that I was getting breathless. Uh, and that's not nice at all because you're sort of gasping by the time you get up the stairs. Um, asthma can have a very debilitating effect on people's lives, if, especially if it's not well controlled. Uh, it can affect sleep and as a result, daytime functioning. People are restricted in what they can do and this can also result in weight gain. Uh, many need help with their daily activities. It can affect mental health and it can lead to even more serious conditions. Um, this would all affect the quality of life for patients. 
I find the aid is very useful in that it is linked to, to some extent, controlling uh, asthma because there would be, it is hoped, less pollution in the atmosphere uh, given the carbon put footprint uh, of some of the uh, inhalers which have the gas propellant. Um, I think the aid itself is clearly laid out in a way that is easy to understand. My thanks to all my guests and thank you for listening. If you found this interesting and informative, please recommend us to a friend or colleague. You'll also find us on social media by following at NiceComs. Join us next month for another episode. Thanks for listening and goodbye.